Over the past several thousand years, prophets, priests, and pundits have predicted the end of the world. Will we see the destruction of planet Earth? Since the advent of the atomic bomb, mankind has faced new inventions of mass destruction. On August 6th of 1945, the Japanese city of Hiroshima was vaporized by a bomb called Little Boy. Three days later, on August 9th, the city of Nagasaki was devastated. Now we face threats of terrorism from suitcase-sized nuclear weapons. Can we survive, or will humans even create the potential to destroy galaxies and the universe? Can you know the future of the world? Will there even be a future for planet Earth? What is the future of the universe? Stay tuned. Warm greetings to all our friends around the world. We live in exciting times. Technology has created cell phones that plug us into the worldwide Internet. We can watch live sporting events on our cell phones. We can text message while attending meetings. Satellite spy cameras can identify faces all the way from space. Science and technology have given us the tools to expand our knowledge and understanding of nature, our environment, and the universe. We desire to know the origin and future of the universe. We would love to reach out to its farthest limits, but we also realize that there are dangers facing us in the 21st century. Will planet Earth survive? Will all life on Earth perish? Will the universe survive? Is there hope for the future? On today's program, we'll answer those questions. Bible prophecy reveals the future of mankind, the future of planet Earth, and the future of the universe. You need to know the sequence of events that will soon lead to the end of this age and the beginning of tomorrow's world. To help you in your study of Bible prophecy and the future of the world, we'll be offering you an exciting free booklet titled, Revelation, the Mystery Unveiled. Be sure to write down the phone number and address to order your free copy. You can also order this booklet on our website, tomorrowsworld.org. Human beings have always looked to the heavens with fascination. We want to examine our universe, and we want to venture out into space. The Hubble telescope has captured inspiring photos of galaxies and nebulae, such as the Cartwheel Galaxy, 500 million light years away, the Cygnus Loop Supernova Remnant, the Crab Nebula, the Trifed Nebula, the Tadpole Galaxy, the Cone Nebula, the Swan Nebula, the M51 Whirlpool Galaxy, the Eagle Nebula, M16, 7,000 light years away, the Lagoon Nebula, only 5,000 light years away, and many other startling images of the universe. As our regular viewers know, we look to the Bible for the real answers to life, creation, and the ultimate future for our humanity and the universe. Science can show us amazing facts about the universe and natural laws. But science admits that it cannot answer the great questions of life. What is the meaning and the purpose of life? What is the ultimate future for humanity? 
Ancient King David marveled at his place in the cosmos. As a shepherd boy, he saw the glory of the heavens night after night. If you have your Bible, turn to Psalm 8. He asked the same questions many philosophers have considered over the millennia. Psalm 8 and verse 3. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you visit him? As a young college student, I asked similar questions. Have you considered your place in the universe, now and in the future? In his book, God the Evidence, Harvard Ph.D. Patrick Glynn commented on the purpose of the universe. Quote, the most basic explanation for the universe is that it seems to be a process orchestrated to achieve the end or goal of creating human beings, end of quote. That's on page 32. In essence, Patrick Glynn agrees with the Bible. As incredible as it may seem, the Bible indicates that the earth and the universe were created for mankind. In fact, King David went on to write in Psalm 8 and verse 5, For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea. O eternal our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Human beings are so limited by time and space, and yet we have a desire to explore our universe. That innate drive led to the Apollo Space Exploration Series in the 1960s. On July 20th, 1969, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin walked on the moon. They spent 21 hours there and returned to planet Earth with 46 pounds of lunar rocks. In December 1972, Apollo 17 landed on the moon. Astronauts Eugene Cernan and Harrison Schmidt became the last of 12 Americans to set foot on its mysterious surface. Since then, no one has been back. Is it only the scientists who want to explore space? We should realize that military leaders also have a vested interest in space. U.S. Republican Senator Sam Brownback of Kansas chairman of the Senate Commerce Subcommittee on Science and Technology and Space, told Reuters the following, quote, You always want the strategic high ground. Such thinking echoed a key aim of the 1960s U.S. space race against the Soviet Union. Let's understand, my friends, that national interests in space will always consider military applications and development. Mankind throughout history has always demonstrated a warlike nature. What is our historic record? Historians Will and Ariel Durant researched that question. In their book, The Lessons of History, page 81, they concluded, quote, In the last 3,421 years of recorded history, only 268 have seen no war, end of quote. Authors Alvin and Heidi Toffler in their 1993 book, War and Anti-War, commented, quote, in fact, in the 2,340 weeks that passed between 1945 and 1990, the Earth enjoyed a grand total of only three that were truly war-free. To call the years from 1945 to the present the post-war era, therefore, is to compound tragedy with irony, end of quote. 
We still live in a dangerous world. Bible prophecy warns us about the future great tribulation in Matthew 24, verse 21. For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Humans continue to invent weapons of mass destruction, including nuclear, biological, chemical, and radiological. Even as far back as 1962, Rand strategist Herman Kahn wrote his provocative book, Thinking About the Unthinkable. His challenging list of weapons of mass destruction included megaton weapons, begaton weapons, doomsday machines, and galaxy-destroying machines. That's on page 232. Will we humans destroy all life on earth? The book of Revelation in your Bible predicts a final battle between good and evil. That battle is often called the Battle of Armageddon. Will our civilization survive a nuclear holocaust? Yes, it will. There is ultimate good news for humanity, but you need to know the future and how to prepare for it. So to help you in your study of Bible prophecy and your understanding of the future of the world, I'd like to offer you this exciting free booklet, Revelation, the Mystery Unveiled. The book of Revelation, or the Apocalypse, is a mystery to most people, but you can understand its secrets and its symbols. Here are some of the chapter titles. Can You Know the Future? Seven Keys to Understanding. A Final Vision for the End of an Era. This booklet gives you the keys that unlock the mystery and secrets of Revelation. You also need to understand the sequence of prophetic events. Here's a chart showing the relationship of the seven seals, the seven trumpets, and the seven bowls. The book of Revelation reveals your future and the future of the world. So pick up the telephone right now and request your free booklet, Revelation, the Mystery Unveiled. Just ask for the booklet on Revelation. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. In the first part of our program, we considered the potential and dangers for life on planet Earth. Human beings innately desire to explore our universe. The Hubble telescope has given us amazing views of galaxies and supernovas. Some have estimated the size of our own galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy, as over 100,000 light years in diameter. Astronomers have demonstrated that some galaxies are moving out into space at the speed of 100 million miles per hour. But is it possible that the universe could cease its expansion and ultimately come to an end? Physical cosmologists have considered the fate of the Earth. Their theories include the Big Freeze, Heat Death, and the Big Crunch.
The Big Freeze postulates that the continued universe expansion results in temperatures too cold to sustain life. Heat death of the universe theorizes that all energy will eventually turn to heat. The Big Crunch suggests that the expansion of the universe will reverse and that the universe will implode upon itself. Physicist Andre Lind of Stanford University explained it this way, quote, A few years ago, nobody would even think seriously about the end of the world within the next 10 to 20 billion years, especially since we learned that the universe's expansion is accelerating. Now we see it is a real possibility, end of quote. Perhaps we can be encouraged that the universe will not experience the big freeze, heat death, or the big crunch. But can we have that same confidence for the future of planet Earth? On August 30th, 2006, ABC News presented a special titled, Last Days on Earth. ABC described the program this way, quote, The world's top scientists, including Stephen Hawking, considered the foremost living theoretical physicist, Describe seven riveting scenarios detailing the deadliest threats to humanity. Some can destroy the planet. Others have the ability to render us extinct. And all have the power to destroy civilization. Which of the seven threats is the deadliest? In the program, Stephen Hawking states, quote, Nuclear war is still probably the greatest threat to humanity at the present time. Even after the end of the Cold War, there are still enough nuclear weapons stockpiled to kill us all several times over. And new nuclear nations will add to the instability. With time, the nuclear threat may decrease, but other threats will develop. So we must remain on our guard, end of quote. What are the other deadly threats to planet Earth as presented in the program? They include nuclear war gamma-ray bursts that would destroy our atmosphere and all life, supervolcanoes such as the Caldera Basin in Yellowstone National Park, disease plagues, climate change, intelligent machines, and asteroid collision. Will an asteroid collide with planet Earth and destroy it? A BBC Two telecast titled Averting Armageddon reported that an asteroid labeled 1950-DA is, quote, expected to collide with or come perilously close to the Earth in 2880. Its impact could kill hundreds of millions of people. It seems that in a mere 877 years, less than the blink of a cosmic eye, we have a date with Armageddon, and we may not even have that long. Asteroid hunters estimate that there could be 600-kilometer-sized asteroids still undiscovered near Earth, and any one of these could be heading straight for us, end of quote. Yes, scientists and statesmen have presented us with facts that reveal deadly threats to all life on Earth. On September 25, 1961, United States President John F. Kennedy addressed the United Nations General Assembly, quote, Mankind must put an end to war, or war will put an end to mankind. He continued, Never have the nations of the world had so much to lose, or so much to gain. Together we shall save our planet, or together we shall perish in its flames. End of quote. My friends, let's understand. In 1962, 
the world came precariously close to nuclear war during the Cuban Missile Crisis. The United States and the Soviet Union actually considered nuclear strikes. Thankfully, the Russians finally removed their nuclear missiles from Cuba. But the Soviet Union continued to exercise its superpower status for many years. In 1989, the Berlin Wall, a symbol of communist domination of Eastern Europe, came tumbling down and the Soviet Union disintegrated. Russia is now the leading nation of the Commonwealth of Independent States, which consists of 11 former Soviet republics. These nations will eventually play a significant role in end-time prophetic events. Bible prophecy predicts that the nations east of the Euphrates River in Iraq will invade the Middle East. Undoubtedly, Russia will join other Asian powers as they exercise their military might. But a new superpower called the Beast will meet the Asian forces at Megiddo. These powers join for the final battle commonly referred to as Armageddon. Our regular viewers have seen our programs on this climactic event. My friends, you need to know the future as revealed in your Bible. If you have your Bible, turn to the last book, the book of Revelation or the Apocalypse. The beast of Revelation represents a powerful empire. This superpower will join other forces in the Middle East for the final battle between good and evil. That battle is often referred to as the Battle of Armageddon. If you have a Bible, turn to Revelation, the 16th chapter. Here we read in Revelation 16 that evil forces, incited by the beast and the false prophet, gather the kings of the earth. They gather them together at Megiddo, or Armageddon. Let's read that in Revelation 16 and verse 12. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. The kings of the east moved westward across the Euphrates to join other forces. Look on any world map and see where the Euphrates River is located. It begins in Turkey, passes through Syria, then through Iraq to the Persian Gulf. And what nations lie east of the Euphrates? Those nations include Iran, India, and China. Notice now in verse 16 where the kings of the earth gathered. Verse 16, And they gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. Just what is Armageddon? The word Armageddon is a transliteration of the original Hebrew Har Megiddo, which means the hill of Megiddo or the mountain of Megiddo. Megiddo is located about 55 miles north of Jerusalem in Israel. In ancient times, it guarded the main trade route between Egypt and Damascus, Syria. It also overlooks the largest plain in Israel, the Valley of Jezreel, as it's called in the Bible, or the Plain of Ezralon. The Old Testament records several major battles that took place here. The armies of the world gather at Megiddo, but they proceed south to fight at Jerusalem. This battle is called in Revelation 16, 14, the battle of that great day of God Almighty. If you have your Bible, turn to Zechariah, the 14th chapter. Behold, the day of the Lord is coming, and your spoil will be divided in your midst. For I will gather all the nations to battle against Jerusalem. The city shall be taken, the houses rifled, and the women ravished. Half of the city shall go into captivity." But the remnant of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then the Lord shall go forth and fight against those nations 
as he fights in the day of battle. And in that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east. My friends, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, will return from heaven to destroy these armies. You can also read about that in Revelation 19, verses 19 through 21. Then the King of kings will reign on earth with the saints, faithful Christians, for a thousand years. We look forward to the millennium, tomorrow's world, when the world will experience genuine, lasting peace. My friends, you need to prepare for that glorious time. In the meantime, the world faces incredible dangers. You need to know the sequence of prophetic events that lead up to the millennium and the second coming. And you need to know the real future of planet Earth and the universe. We'll discuss that amazing reality in the conclusion of our program. But first, I'd like to offer you an exciting free booklet that will open your eyes to Bible prophecy and the future of the world. It's titled, Revelation, the Mystery Unveiled. The apocalypse is rich with symbols. Revelation 13 describes a beast with seven heads and ten horns rising up out of the sea. Revelation 17.3 describes a woman riding the beast. The Apostle John writes, And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Who are they, and what do they symbolize? This free booklet will give you the answer. You need to know the secrets and symbols of Revelation. You need to know the sequence of prophetic events leading up to the end of this age and the beginning of tomorrow's world. So pick up the telephone right now and request your free booklet, Revelation, the Mystery Unveiled. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now. Or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. My friends, is there any hope for the future? As we saw earlier in the program, Bible prophecy reveals the ultimate end of this age. The Messiah, Jesus Christ, will return to enforce peace on planet Earth. He's called the Prince of Peace in Isaiah 9 and verse 6. During the millennium, the deserts will blossom like a rose, as it tells us in Isaiah 35. All the nations will come up to Jerusalem to learn God's way of life, as it tells us in Micah 4 and Isaiah 2. The nature of animals will turn from violence to peace, as it tells us in Isaiah 11, verses 6 through 9, and Isaiah 65, verse 25. At the end of the millennium, God will resurrect the dead for the great white throne judgment. Billions will have their first opportunity for salvation. You can read more about that judgment in Isaiah 65, verses 17 through 25. Turn in your Bible to Revelation 20. At the end of the white throne judgment, all the incorrigibly wicked will be thrown into the lake of fire. Revelation 20, 
and verse 14. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Then God's plan of salvation moves to another phase. Turn in your Bible to Revelation 21. The new Jerusalem will come to the new earth. Revelation 21 and verse 2. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Yes, the former earth will pass away, and the new Jerusalem will come to earth from heaven. My friends, you will want to be there. What an awesome inheritance Almighty God has planned for us. But there's more. Human beings desire to explore space. God has promised that ability if we are faithful. Notice this amazing promise in Hebrews 2 and verse 8. For in that he, God, put all in subjection under him, human beings, he left nothing that is not put under him. The original Greek expression for the word all in verse 8 is ta panta, which literally means the all. As the Greek lexicons explain in the absolute sense, Tapanta means the universe. God wants to give you, along with millions and billions of others, dominion not only over the earth, but he wants to share with you the entire universe. But we can only do that when we inherit eternal life, only when we become God's immortal children. God has an awesome purpose for you and me, and that purpose includes our future in the universe. My friends, let's look forward to our glorious future. God loves all human beings, and he wants us all to be in his family forever. You can read more about our inspiring future in our exciting free booklet, Revelation, the Mystery Unveiled. This booklet will help you in your study of Bible prophecy and give you the sequence of events leading up to the glorious second coming and beyond. You need this inspiring booklet. Just call the number on your screen or contact us through our website, tomorrowsworld.org. We invite you to join us every week on Tomorrow's World. Roderick Meredith and I will continue to share with you the teachings of Jesus Christ and the prophecies of Tomorrow's World. Also, be sure to join our guest presenters, Wallace Smith and Rod King, who will give you vital insights and perspectives from God's Word. We look forward to being with you next week, right here at this same time. This informative booklet is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. If you call this toll-free number, 1-800-718-4800. That number once again is 1-800-718-4800. Call now or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org.
preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.